Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 104 of The Big Cruise Podcast. My name is Baz, I'm your host, and it is with great pleasure to bring you another week of incredible cruise news. We'll, of course, get to the news in just a second, but first of all, a huge thank you to those of you that have been in touch via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com in the top right hand corner click on join the show and um, yeah you guys have been reaching out asking to be a part of the show and uh, we'll be weaving you into the coming episodes in uh, the coming weeks so uh, if you yourself would like to be a part of the show whether you've got a cruise story whether you've had a career at sea and want to share some of your experiences we would love to hear from you and again just jump on the website click on join the show and send me all the information and I'll be back in touch with you in a jiffy Um, this week Chris can't join us in person he has very kindly recorded the answer to a listener question which is a very nice uh, subject around maritime history. Uh, Alice in Miami, thank you very, very much for sending in the question. Your question was around the uh, the Norway, which was originally a, an ocean liner, you believe, and then, of course, became a very popular cruise ship. Chris is going to answer that question for you in just a second uh, once we get him on the line. So, without further ado, enjoy the show, and I'll hand over to Chris. That's such a great question, um, Baz, and thanks so much for passing it on. I'm sorry I couldn't be there with you live this week, but uh, thankfully through the magic of technology and editing, I'm able to join you uh, virtually like this. And thanks so much, Alice, for um, sharing the question. It's a, a great question, particularly given we've got some exciting NCL news to share uh, in this particular podcast, it's always nice to go back and see where things started. And of course, in the 1980s, NCL were making headlines by pioneering large ship cruising with the Norway. Um, if you, uh, as you said, you're based in, in Miami, um, and if you were there in the um, 380s through to the 2000s, you would most likely have seen 
the Norway many times. She was an iconic ship. She stood out. She had a very unique profile because of her her origins as an ocean liner uh, and was much loved by most of the people who traveled on her. She was pretty special. So the Norway started her career in the 1960s as the SS France. She was the flagship of the French line um, built at Le Chantier de l'Antique uh, uh, shipyard in Saint-Nazaire in France, a very famous shipyard that had built other ships including the uh, SS Normandy, which was a famous ship from the 1930s. Uh, and more recently, the Queen Mary II was also built there in the early 2000s. Uh, and they also built some, some very large ships for the Royal Caribbean uh, group. But um, the France herself, she was built as a showcase piece for the best of French design and engineering. Uh, was the longest passenger liner in the world when it entered service, longer than the longer than the Queen's, longer than the Normandy, um, and uh, in fact, as as you'll know, um, by 1958, the 707 and then later the DC uh, eight were starting to um, capture the international travel market with jet aircraft, um, becoming so much uh, more sort of flexible in terms of flying, uh, and so by the 1960s, passengers were already leaving the passenger ships and going to the airlines. So it was a bit um, unusual to build such a large ocean liner, a pure ocean liner. Uh, but the ship was backed by the French government uh, as sort of this showcase for France. And so while she didn't um, operate profitably, she was supported with a subsidy. Now, when this ship, um, when the subsidy ran out from the French government, uh, essentially they, they started to, to look at other ways to, to invest and um, ultimately started to invest in the, in the Concorde project. Uh, and so um, attention definitely went away from passenger shipping. The, the, the France was laid up this just beautiful big ship um, laid up uh, for, uh, for potential future use. Fortunately, she wasn't sent for scrap. Uh, and at the same sort of time, um, new operators were starting to emerge in the um, fledgling cruise market. Uh, you sort of saw the birth of Carnival Cruise Line and um, Royal Caribbean and also um, the, the forebear to Norwegian Cruise Line, um, where the owners... Um, decided it was you know an opportunity to utilize this big old ocean liner as a uh, as a cruise ship and so remarkably i mean many people thought that this was a, 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 a crazy move to have such a huge ship used for cruising but they bought the france and converted it into um the Norway. She was converted at uh, um, the Lloyd Werf shipyard in Bremerhaven in Germany. So she, she had a big refit in Germany and was given this um, this full re refit to turn her into a, into a cruise ship. Now, over time, the Norway had multiple um, refurbishments made to her, which, which changed her quite a lot from her original um, purpose as an ocean liner. But this initial refit was the first big step there. And they did a few things that made her very successful uh, in that cruising conversion. Firstly, they built this large uh, open Lido deck on the aft end of the ship, big swimming pool. They had uh, eateries out there, places for sunbathing, entertainment, outside band stands, that sort of thing. So there could be music and that sort of vibe that you expect to have on a cruise. Uh, and they also used the ship's very long bow to, to position two huge tender boats. Um, they named them Little Norway 1 and Little Norway 2 because the ship had been renamed the Norway. Uh, and um, 
these tender boats could carry hundreds of people at a time and so as the ship was too large to fit into most of the of the cruise ports at the time um, they could use these tender boats to empty the ship really quickly and and it became very successful and in fact um, even though today the the Norway has long been out of service she was she was scrapped in 2003 little norway one and little norway two still um, operate at norwegian cruise lines private island which i think is quite cool now the ship itself on the in inside she she maintained many of her ocean liner features but things were modified for cruising so some of the the, the class system say for example on board was removed it was a one class ship but if you were an ocean liner buff you would still be able to enjoy um seeing some of the original fixtures and fittings particularly in the dining rooms um, it had a beautiful um, internal promenade so you could have a sheltered promenade with the public rooms coming off that promenade area which is a trait from her ocean liner era two big funnels uh, at the top of the ship with with a winged um, design which is similar uh, to how Carnival Cruise Lines designed their funnels with a wing on uh, each side that allowed the smoke to be um, distributed and those were those were maintained. Um, the, the Norway um, still had her original um, mast which included a crow's nest. Uh, it was not like a traditional old-fashioned crow's nest where it was really obvious um, but it was sort of built into the, the front of the mast for observation from the top. Um, and interestingly, during the refit, because she was no longer going to be operating as an Atlantic liner, the ship's uh, four propellers were inspected and two of them were removed uh, to give her just two propellers for propulsion. Uh, she didn't need that fast um, speed anymore, and they could also uh, reduce the, the strain and the load on the steam turbine power plant that the ship had. So she um, operated successfully as a cruise ship in the 1980s. She was given a further refit during her service life where they added a, a row, a, a deck of balcony cabins onto the top of the ship, um, verandas becoming so important um, to, to cruise passengers, and so she was modernised with that. Um, the ship maintained a unique livery. The, the hull was painted in a dark blue, uh, and the funnels originally were a blue and white design as the Norway. They were, they were red and black, actually, when she was in service as the France, uh, but they, they were painted um, uh, white and blue, and then later in her career were painted a dark blue with the Norwegian Cruise Line logo in gold on them, so they looked quite, quite smart. Um, and she operated until 2003, uh, when, as the ship was alongside in the port of Miami, um, there was a uh, an explosion in the boiler room, which caused the uh, caused the ship to to have a. Unfortunately, there was um, there were some casualties because of that, and and it caused quite a um, a lot of damage to the engine room as well. Um, initially, Norwegian Cruise Line were going to try and refurbish the ship. She was actually taken under tow to to Bremerhaven in Germany, where she was laid up. Um, but uh, ultimately the ship was not um, able to be put back into service and um, after several attempts to potentially relocate her to Asia and operate her under what was then the sister brand of um, Star Cruises, uh, the ship was ultimately sold um, for scrap and was sent to scrap. And, you know, she was an, an old liner, so it was quite, you know, emotional for many people to see her being scrapped, but had lasted a lot longer uh, as Norway than she would have done if she'd been um, lost when she was the France to the Scrapper's Torch back in the, um, in the, in the um, 1970s. So, you know, a, a unique ship, a special ship, um, one that 
um, captured the minds of the people who, who sailed with her uh, and, and pioneered many things. I mean, Norwegian Cruise Line has, and it continues, as you'll you know, would have heard in the podcast with new ships like Norwegian Prima and the fact that they have, um, you know, cruise ships that are operating full year round in Hawaii, which many, no other cruise line is currently operating. Um, there's, there's a number of ways that Norwegian Cruise Line um, pushes the market, uh, freestyle cruising with, uh, with their, um, you know, no, no dining allocations. That was a, a pioneering move as well. And the Norway was one of those pioneering moves where um, they had the vision to look at cruising as more than just small cruise ships in the sort of 20,000 ton range and go, look, we can take this big ship over a thousand feet in length, over 300 meters long, um, you know, significantly larger than anything else that was operating at the time. An ocean liner by design, but they, they had the, the vision to, to reimagine her as a cruise ship. And, and introducing things like those large Lido decks, um, fast tender services, um, putting balconies on mass onto the top of the ship, really working out ways in which you could retrofit a, a passenger ship for, for cruising, really did sort of pave the way for modern day cruising that we see today. Uh, and, you know, the fact that she lasted until the 2000s and was still a popular ship, particularly with people who wanted to try out a little piece of history, really does show that there was a, a good vision there. So, uh, yeah, very interesting ship, and I hope that answers the question. Um, it definitely was uh, an ocean liner when she first entered service, and I'm sure you have some happy memories of seeing her in Miami. But thanks so much, and uh, now for the cruise news, back to you, Baz. Wow, Chris, what, what a great answer to a great question, and thank you to both Alice there for that question, and of course Chris and his incredible knowledge in bringing the history of uh, the Norway back to life. Uh, we're going to take a very quick break, and then I'll be back with the latest cruise news. Hello, it's me again. Just wanted to thank those of you that have supported us via Buy Me A Coffee. Um, if you're not familiar with that uh, system, it's a little bit like Patreon, where you can support your favourite YouTuber or artist. Um, we use Buy Me A Coffee, which is basically because we love coffee. Um, and in a nutshell, you can donate the cost of a coffee, about four Australian dollars, or multiple coffees if you prefer. Um, and in return, you receive priority access to all of the podcasts. So it doesn't matter where you listen to your podcast. If you support us via Buy Me A Coffee, you will receive an email every week um, just saying the new podcast is live and available. Here's the link, or listen to it in your favourite podcast. And uh, it gets to you about... 12 to 24 hours before anybody else gets access to it so it's a, a great little bonus there and uh, once again it's about four Aussie dollars um, one coffee multiple coffees you decide but every little donation is greatly appreciated and just a reminder you can find the link uh, to buy me a coffee in the show notes on the website and uh, also via the buy me a coffee app thanks in advance And now it's time for cruise news, and what a week it has been in the cruise industry. In fact, it's a little over a week. We've got about two weeks' worth of news here for you. And we're going to kick off at home here in Australia with the news that Penant has unveiled its new iconic Kimberley experiences on board the uh, the flagship Le Penant for 2023. That's right, from the 7th of April 23, Le Penant will offer 26 new itineraries through the Northern Kimberley, the Southern Kimberley and the Rowley shows. And of course, as we touched on previously, um, this is in conjunction with Paspali Pearls, where they're using their beautiful vintage uh, Gunman Mallard flying boat to take guests to and from the vessel. 
as well as some exclusive activities throughout the journey. Uh, those uh, voyages are now on sale, and I should imagine they will be incredibly popular. Over at Viking Cruises, they have just announced that Viking Saturn has met the water for the first time. That's right, the 930-guest Viking Saturn was floated out and uh, has now been uh, in the water and will be receiving her finishing touches ahead of her first sailing, which is scheduled to depart in April of 2023. Viking Saturn is like her sister ships, 47,800 tons, 465 staterooms, and can hold 930 guests. And as we said there, she'll be joining uh, the fleet and entering into service in April of 2022. Now, there's quite a strong Italian theme in this week's cruise, but let's kick it off with the great news that uh, Princess Cruises have officially been recognised as uh, the authentic provider of gelato at sea. That's right, the Italian Chamber of Commerce has uh, inspected the gelato producing facilities on board the Princess ships and has certified them to be as close to the original recipes as uh, specified. And uh, this is great news. It's now available on uh, the Discovery Princess, the Enchanted Princess and Sky Princess. And of course, Princess uses top-of-the-line gelato machines by renowned manufacturer Capiani. And uh, the gelato display cases are produced in Italy by the expert craftsman too. And a little fun fact for you here, uh, gelato was actually uh, made famous back in the 16th century when uh, Bernardo Buntalenti uh, combined eggs, sugar and uh, special extracts uh, and actually mixed this whilst uh, chilling the produce and uh, became the creamy gelato that we know today. Actually has far fewer calories than uh, ice cream, so a great alternative when you're trying to watch what you eat on board the ships. Now, uh, staying with that Italian theme, Costa Cruises has announced that the uh, Costa Toscana, which will be the latest ship uh, for the Costa fleet, will be uh, christened in Barcelona. She'll be christened by the godmother who uh, brought great success for Spain in the Eurovision Song Contest of 2022, a young girl by the name of Chanel. And, of course... uh, This great news will mean that Costa will have 10 ships operating in the Mediterranean this summer and her itineraries will see her carrying uh, guests around the Mediterranean, including ports of call to Savona, Civitavecchia for Rome, Naples, Ibiza, Valencia and Marseille. And the great news out of Europe, of course, is a a poll that has just been taken uh, by uh, a human highway, um, actually polled people in Italy, Spain, France, Germany, Switzerland and Austria and identified that 14 million Europeans want to take a cruise within the next 12 months. Well, best we uh, best we make that happen for them, I guess, if uh, we can't hold people back if they want to go to sea. Also, uh, news from Costa this week is that Costa has teamed up with, the, uh, with their sister brand Carnival to bring Costa by Carnival to life. What does this mean? Basically, two uh, ships, Costa Venezia and Costa Firenze, uh, will be heading over to North America. They will be sold by Carnival as a unique Italian experience. Um, we will see the first ship uh, debuting in spring of 23, um, and uh, Costa Fiorenza will arrive in the spring of 2024. They're talking at a marrying of Costa's Italian style and great service food and entertainment that Carnival guests will enjoy. And of course, these ships will continue operate by Costa until their redeployment across to North America. And staying with Costa once again, um, some great news here in Australia is that Costa Luminosa will be transferred to the Carnival fleet and she will be homeported in Brisbane of all places. 
And of course, we spoke about the rumours that Costa Magica was going to be transferred to uh, to uh, Carnival. That actually hasn't happened. Uh, it's been changed up. Uh, Costa Luminosa will be the one that will be transferred. And uh, she'll be actually sailing from our Australian port of Brisbane from November of this year. That's right, November of 2022. Uh, she'll be here through to April, and then she will reposition up to Seattle, where she'll undertake the Alaskan itineraries before returning to Brisbane the following year as well. Now, Luminosa is a sister ship to the other popular Spirit class ships that Carnival already have. In fact, uh, Chris will tell you that she's actually a bit of a, a merge of different classes of ships, um, taking the best of Spirit and some other classes. But uh, she came into service in 2009. She's got she's got a little over 2,800 guests on board, over a thousand crew, and is 92,000 gross tons. Now let's stay with Carnival. Many of you that have cruised on board Carnival Ecstasy will be very familiar with the vintage Rolls Royce that has been sailing on the high seas for many many years. That's right, the vintage 1934 Rolls-Royce Saloon was carefully offloaded from Carnival Ecstasy whilst the ship was in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, she's going to be carefully shipped over to the Maya Turku shipyard in Finland where Carnival Celebration is under construction and will be uh, passed over to there. Of course, Carnival Ecstasy is uh, leaving the fleet a little later in the year, so it's great that we see this uh, historic part of uh, the Carnival fleet uh, find a new life on the next ship for the Carnival brand. And of course, Carnival... uh, Celebration will be uh, continuing the celebrations of Carnival's 50th birthday and we'll see her initially sailing uh, early November on a a 14-day transatlantic voyage from Southampton to Port Miami where she will be homeported for the foreseeable future. Now staying with Carnival a little closer to our shores here, Carnival have just announced that Carnival Splendor is only 100 days away. This was a couple of days ago at the time of recording um, but we are very excited to know that she will be arriving into Sydney Harbour on the 30th of September and it's been more than 900 days since Carnival was sailing out of uh, Sydney Harbour of course. Uh, once she's back she'll be sailing to some iconic Aussie favourites including Morton Island, the Melbourne Cup cruises off down to New Zealand of course and those beautiful itineraries through the South Pacific. And uh, Carnival Splendor's first cruise will depart Sydney on the 2nd of October. So she'll have a couple of days to reprovision before getting underway with guests. Now, staying in Australia, we've got some great news out of Norwegian. Of course, we spoke about the Norway just a little while ago. Norwegian Cruise Lines have announced that it's just six months until the arrival of their ship, Norwegian Spirit, which will be offering the the local deployments down to New Zealand and Australia. Now, of course, Norwegian Spirit had a bow-to-stern renovation. They say in excess of $100 million was spent on board. And uh, she's had some uh, slight changes. She's become more of a, a kind of an adult-centric ship. Less of a focus on families and more on the, the adult uh, onboard experience there. But we'll see 10 local itineraries between December of 22 and March of 23, taking in some of the best, including itineraries down to Burnie in Tasmania, Tauranga in New Zealand, and of course, beautiful, doubtful sound in, uh, in the south of New Zealand as well. Now, Norwegian have also at the same time committed to their Asian deployment. This is, of course, around 22 and 23, and we'll see 12 immersive port-rich sailings on board the Norwegian Jewel. And we'll also see a 16-day ex- extraordinary voyage from Seattle through to Tokyo, Japan, and see a whole array of embarkation ports, including Tokyo and Yokohama in Japan, Taipei, Singapore, Kuala Lumpur, Bangkok, Uh, Bali, uh, South Korea, to name just a few of them. And more information on this particular news, of course, is available in the show notes as well. 
And also staying with Norwegian in Europe, they have just announced that for the first time they'll be cruising year-round. That's, of course, around the news that they will be sailing to the Canary Islands. Uh, so following a 22-day transatlantic voyage from Miami to Lisbon, Norwegian Sun will make a return to Europe uh, with sailing starting on the 21st of November. 2,000 guests on board this beautiful ship with itineraries of 10 to 14 days, taking in Lisbon, Malaga, Santa Cruz, Tenerife, and of course some of the beautiful islands of the Canaries, including San Sebastian de la Gamera, Adagir in Morocco, uh, Horta in the Azores, Portugal, uh, to name just a few there. Staying in Europe, but this time with the MSC group, uh, the great news has come out of a double new build milestone. That's right, the MSC World Europa has completed her first sea trials out in the Atlantic Ocean. That's, of course, when they test the ship's performance, maneuverability, fuel consumption, and safety uh, facilities on board. Meanwhile, Eurobia, or MSC Eurobia, uh, has been floated out and moved to a wet drop as they continue the work before she joins the fleet in June of 2023. As we've spoken about previously, MSC has invested $3 billion in three LNG-powered cruise ships, and the third one, the World Class 2, uh, yet to be named, is expected to be started early next year. Now, some great news next out of Viking. You've announced that they've got some extra itineraries available for sale in 2024. This is including a 36-day Grand Fjords and iconic Viking Shores itinerary as well as some uh, great itineraries across the West Indies and Mediterranean and Iberian Peninsula. Um, so the new itineraries include the 36-day Grand Fjords and Iconic Shores, which is a cruise from Amsterdam to New York in June and July of 2024, so you can do that in either direction. They've also got a 25-day West Indies and Mediterranean from San Juan to Venice, and a 13-day West Indies and the Iberian Peninsula from San Juan to Barcelona in both of those in March of 2024. And there's also some new itinerary dates on a whole array of different uh, voyages as well, so if you're struggling to find what you're looking for with Viking in 24, take another look at the website or visit your local cruise agents and they'll be able to help you lock in one of these great new dates which are now available and on sale. Now, Windstar Cruises, you know, is uh, very close to my heart. This year, they will actually be celebrating the 35th year in the tropical paradise of Tahiti. And uh, they've, of course, had the, the beautiful Wind Spirit, the 148 guests in Tahiti year-round for many, many years now. She's actually going to be uh, complemented by Starbreeze, who will also be heading down for a seasonal deployment. And then Starbreeze will actually take over the, the year-round uh, the season in uh, Tahiti from February of 2024, with uh, Wind Spirits looking for a new home elsewhere in the world, which is yet to be announced. And, of course, we always like to finish off the, the cruise news with uh, a bit of uh, river cruising. And we had the great news that Erosa Senna, which is the new um, e-ship for Erosa, has actually undergone her naming ceremony and has completed or has started her first uh, voyage with guests on board, sailing from Cologne via Amsterdam, Rotterdam, Antwerp and more. And, of course, this ship has uh, got the battery uh, facilities on board, which we, they refer to as e-motion, and, of course, has got some of the most incredible family-friendly accommodation with cabins and suites available for up to five guests as well. And lastly, let's finish off with some great news, which came out around the, uh, the first voyage of Coral Princess, where we saw uh, one of the guests uh, embark and be welcomed on the ship for 
two years of back-to-back cruising on board Coral Princess. That right. Uh, Jessica and Marty Anson had previously sailed on 31 cruises with Princess and had sailed for 1,173 days. Um, they have been waiting and waiting for the, the ships to return and to be able to uh, use some of their credits from previously cancelled world cruises, which then allowed them to book with their preferred travel agent up in Queensland and uh, secured two years, that's right, 795 days of back-to-back cruising on board Coral Princess. So well done to them and well done to uh, the, the team on board Coral for looking out for them and looking after them and making sure that they'll have a fantastic time, as will anybody embarking on a cruise uh, in the not-too-distant future. And that, my friends, is all of the cruise news that we've got for this week. Apologies, it's always a little, uh, little bit different when I deliver it by myself. I do prefer it when Chris is around and we certainly hope that Chris will be back next week to, uh, to help us uh, deliver that cruise news in our usual style um, but uh, before we go I'm going to let Chris have a, a little last word over to you Chris Hi everyone it's Chris here and just wanted to say a huge thank you to everybody who listens to the podcast and shares it with their friends and family if you're not subscribed yet don't forget to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and if you're interested in more passenger shipping information including maritime history cruising and cruise news and you like YouTube videos check out my channel at youtube.com slash chrisframeofficial Thanks once again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Thanks, Chris, and uh, of course, thanks to Alice as well for sending that great listener question in at the start of the show. Just a reminder, if you do want to be part of this great podcast, you can get in touch via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com, in in the top right-hand corner, click on Join the Show. But that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, Stay tuned, and uh, we'll be back to you next week with even more of the latest and greatest cruise news, a bit of maritime history, and who knows, we might be answering one of your great listener questions. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.